Hey everyone, welcome to Recovering You. This is a podcast that will take you through a step-by-step guide of what you can expect when you enter into a world of recovery from addictive and compulsive behaviors. You are here to learn how to change, and we are here to give you the tools to get there. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another week of Recovering You. Yeah, all right. Man, Chris, it's good to have you back. I I missed you, bro. (laughs) I missed you too. Uh, But I I thought your interview with Maurice was great. That was great content. It, It did. It did go really well. I was really happy about the um about the content and the way he the way he broke things down was just you know it it was funny because without you there I actually I had a lot of anxiety and I was I was really struggling like oh shoot my my other half in fact my better half isn't here (laughs) and like we play off each other so well and I just felt like I was like maybe that chemistry is going to be gone and the episode is just going to kind of fall flat but Maurice did such an amazing job at I mean, like he told me before the episode, he's like, this is basically something I can talk about in my sleep because I taught it the first time and it just kept coming up and I've continued to teach it to almost every single person I work with because that chemical scale is something that's so important. So I I really loved what he talked about. I really loved the way he presented it. It was just done so clearly. And I know the episode was a little bit long, but man, it was just, it was so foundational if that's yeah. a good way of describing it. Yeah, no, and, and life's a marathon. So we need, we need long podcasts sometime, help us cover the miles. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So I, I hope folks will go back and uh, listen to it again and again. That's, that's something that should, uh, it should be an episode that you revisit for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime that you're just like, man, why do I keep getting so frustrated? Why do I keep losing battles? You know, so I, I actually, I went running today and the thought hey, of me while I, good oh, for yeah. you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. That's awesome. Um, you know, and, and the whole the whole reason I brought that up is uh, I, I made a choice. I got done with work and dude, it was just it was a brutal day as far as um, the, the compulsion and temptation to uh, to revisit inappropriate things to to, to relapse. Yeah. And so and, and this will this will come up again later as far as the tool we're talking about today. But I, I just I made a decision in that moment to basically get home as quick as I could, get my running stuff on and just get out there and do something with my body and take control of my day. And so and that's the thought that kept occurring to me while I was running is that this is a choice I made and I made the right choice. And Every day we have these opportunities to make choices. We have these, and whether they're right or wrong, bottom line is they're, they're choices. And whether we make the right choice or the wrong choice isn't the biggest issue. It's what we choose to continue doing after those choices. We can choose to continue winning after a one battle. We can choose to keep fighting and come back for a win if we lose a battle. It's all about our perspective and if we're going to be optimistic or if we're going to choose to let those lost battles really beat us down and have us gradually slide back into the, our, our addictions and our compulsions and lose control of ourselves. Yeah, that's so important. And I'm, I'm so glad that you highlighted that because I, I, I believe this to be true. Um, you know, when you study um, biology and you get down to studying atoms, 
if you've, if you've gone through kind of a basic general sciences class, you know that energy has different levels and, and there's atomic energy and, and it can go up and down. I've found that that addiction resides kind of in the basement, <laughs> the, the sub parking garage of the energy levels. And, and we're more susceptible to it when our, when our energy is low, when we've been more bored, we're lonely, we're anxious, we're stressed, we're tired, all, all those low energy emotions. Yeah. And so just like what you did, if, if, if we can get out and, and engage in the high energy, high energy activity, um, running, boxing, cycling, you know, even cooking, you know, whisk the crap out of those eggs, <laughs> you know, get, get your energy up. Um, you know, it, it makes it easier to, to come off uh, victorious against those battles. It's not like, man, I feel so great. I'm going to go slide back into my addiction. That, that's not how it works. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. So if, if you're listening, that's a huge, uh, huge key. Get, get active, get your energy up. Absolutely. And before we jump in tonight, I, uh, without going too much into the uh, personal details, um, we did have a, a tragedy uh, in my personal life, lost a, lost a childhood friend to suicide. Um, mm. and, and we've talked about it, uh, I think in season one, a little bit. Um, if, when you're grappling with your addiction, if you're at rock bottom or you've suffered a relapse, um, it can feel pretty discouraging. Um, and, and you can entertain some pretty unhealthy things um, that are permanent solutions to, to what's really um, a temporary problem. And so if you're listening tonight and you have engaged in suicidal ideation or you felt the urge to um, go down that path and entertain those thoughts, I'd encourage you to reach out for help. Um, someone is always there who loves you. And, and there's a National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Um, you can talk with anybody 24 hours a day, seven days a week, English, Spanish, um, numbers 1-800-273-8255, uh, 800-273-8255. So reach out and get help because you're worth saving, you're worth recovering. Um, and there is hope out there, even though it feels dark and lonely um, at times, and maybe right now if you're listening. Um, so we're praying for you um, and, and there is help available. And one of the things that we're going to talk about tonight, actually, I believe is a powerful tool to help help each one of us uh, stay away from that that dark place, that that zone where we can make um, tragic permanent decisions. Um, and it's notice it, name it, flip it, find it. You want to walk us through that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, prayers and, and best wishes to to those that are struggling through that tragedy. You as well, Chris. I, I'm really sorry that you lost a friend. I, I can't imagine how hard that would be. So, um, but yeah, so so what we're going to be talking about today, as you said, is uh, notice it, name it, flip it, find it. Now, we, we call it Nini Fifi. I mean, in, in, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's better than uh, None Flea Flay. <laughs> yeah, it makes me think of that Monty Python skit. We are the knights who say Nee. <laughs> Nini Fifi. Yeah. Write that down. Nini Fifi. Um, Notice it, name it, flip it, find it. It's, it's a good way to remember the, the tool. So yeah, definitely write this tool down. And I hope that while you're listening to this, you can either think of one and write it down later of your own example as we work through this, or, you know, if you or write it down right now, if you're not driving, don't, don't, 
Don't work through the tool while you're driving. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't meanie fifi and drive. That's not okay. <laughs> yeah. We don't need that on our conscience. Sorry, officer. Conscience. I was meanie fifi. Yeah. Then they're going to make you get out and see you can walk <laughs> a straight line, touch your nose and say the alphabet backwards. So, Oh man, I can't do that sober, man. <laughs> um, okay. So step one, and this, this is so important because you'll remember this. If you listened to last week, this came up last week where it, he said uh, the, the level one of that chemical spill, when, when you get to that point that you can notice something is off. And that's what this first step is all about. It's probably one of the hardest parts of winning mood battles because so many of us are used to ignoring our feelings. It can manifest itself in a loss of concentration, motivation, uh, direction, or focus. So when we notice it, it, it's, it can be something as easy as I'm getting kind of snappy with my kids or I'm talking down on myself a lot. Like, Oh, you idiot. Like, why, why'd you do that? Cameron, you, you put a, a dent in the wall with a vacuum again. Oh, I'm such an idiot. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Things, things that usually are little and we would just kind of let go or roll off our back or treat with good humor. It all of a sudden feels like a big deal and it's, and we might not know why. And it's because something, you know, there's been some catalyst, something happened to us or in our environment that's, that's kind of set us off on an, on an off mood. Yeah. So, and actually, if you don't mind, can we work through something I actually went through just this last week? And, yeah, let's do it. Um, and, and how, yeah, how I actually used this tool in order to um, save my day a little bit. Now, it didn't fully pull me out of my funk, but it definitely kept me from sliding into a point where relapse was an option. So awesome. definitely yeah, a powerful tool. Um, so I, I uh, as many of you know, who've listened to this, I work in the operating room and in doing so I work with doctors that um, really believe that they have more value than other people that they, you know, that when they step in the room, they are God and, you know, <laughs> and they, they expected to be, they expect to be treated as such. And you know, I, I did my job and asked what this surgeon wanted. And he, he hated that idea. He hated the fact that I didn't just already know what he wanted, that I wasn't familiar with it, that I hadn't done my job prior to that, to do my research and figure out what this doctor wanted. And, and, and I'll get back to that point a little bit later on, but he chewed me out in the operating room for a good five minutes in front of all these nurses, nurses and anesthesiologists and all these staff. And it was so embarrassing. And the shame set in so hard because I felt like a little child that was being disciplined, you know, at at daycare that like, how, how could I be so stupid? And it really, really dragged me down. It was really hard to deal with. Yeah. One, one star on Yelp for him. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No negative stars. (laughs) Do not recommend. Yeah. Would not recommend. (laughs) After getting chewed out, I, I went over to my station where I have all my monitoring stuff set up. And, and I, I went back to doing my job and sat in my corner and, and the, the surgery started and everything. And I, I could feel my temperature rising. I, I could feel my, my anger starting to bubble to the surface. I could feel the swear words toward this doctor starting to form in my head <laughs> and just on the verge of me starting to say them out loud. And I was like, okay, something is definitely 
wrong here where I'm, I'm actually losing control of my emotions. And in doing that, I'm going to make bigger mistakes and that will put the patient safety at risk. And so I had to catch myself there. So that's where I noticed that something was off. Okay, so just recognizing I'm, I'm feeling a way that I'm not at peace, essentially. I'm not at a perfect, peaceful zero. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, so, that's so good that you can, could recognize that in the moment because I think especially in work situations, it's like, just ignore it. You know, ignore an override, cram it down, forget about it. Um, and, and you and I work in, in different uh, industries. Yeah. But uh, so life is not on the line when I get frustrated at work, but I, I definitely can <laughs> empathize with what you're going through. I had a similar situation where uh, I'd done a bunch of research um, for a project, had met several times with a technical team, and, and, uh, and it's kind of a similar uh, dynamic where the, if the more technical you are, maybe sometimes you feel superior to people who aren't technical. And so I sat in a, I sat in a meeting um, to go over the content of what we had discussed. You know, we'd built up to this. We'd had four different sessions and uh, the person I had been working with kind of just went off the rails and threw me under the bus. And man, it was just that quick, just flipped. And I was, I was ready to just <laughs> strangle him. Um, and uh, at least in the position I'm in, I'm allowed to, I don't know that it would go over well if you uh, punched back at the, at the surgeon. No, but no, man. that is, that is not encouraged. <laughs> but man, I, I, uh, I definitely did. I, I, I escalated things. And uh, so I, I didn't, I, I was not successful as you were. And it, it took me uh it took me a minute to name it and we'll get into that next but right so so i definitely noticed it and after the meeting i had to send my boss a note that said um in case anybody talks to you about this <laughs> this is what happened <laughs> here's, here's my side i'm gonna get yeah. ahead of this thing <laughs> heck yeah damage control yeah okay pr awesome. 101 awesome anyway so, so this, aside this, from the point but we noticed that we yeah. were our moods were off. Yeah, and and this is great. We're we're actually both kind of working through uh, our own individual situations here. So I I, I love this. Um, so name it. So th this is where you're going to search for the name of the negative feeling. Okay. So with with uh, identifying the negative feeling and putting a name to it, you try and identify the root feeling. Now sometimes you have to work backwards on this one. Um, mm you know, it can, it can be a really broad feeling at first, like, okay, I'm, I'm angry. Okay. But it's not so much that I have this all encompassing anger. It's that I'm actually embarrassed that I was humiliated in front of, or I felt humiliated in front of coworkers that mm -hmm. I, I felt like I was treated as a child and not there. There was no professional discussion that happened. It was, it was very patronizing and there was a lot of aggression from this doctor and so I had to work back from, okay, I'm angry, but why am I angry? And then I was able to name the deeper emotion, which was um, embarrassment and, and shame that I was, that I was feeling. So uh, by yeah, doing and I, that. And yeah. I wonder if there was even a little bit of rejection there, because here, listening oh, to absolutely. you tell the story, you know, here you were going and trying to be courteous and say, I want to do this in a way that 
that uh, works for you and that you'll appreciate. And he just crushed that and, and dismissed you out of hand. And, and I think that's one of the hardest things um, for folks who are battling against pornography addiction, because there's so much of, of, well, it's not the same for everybody, obviously, but, but, but wanting to please wanting to say, yeah. look, I'm, I'm working hard. I want to do a good job for you. Um, I need a little validation here. And, uh, yeah. All, all I need is a half an ounce of encouragement yep. and then to get the exact opposite of encouragement can be, can be really hard. Yeah, no, I, I love that you pointed that out. Um, rejection has always been a hard thing for me my entire life. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of like shaking my head at myself here. Like, why didn't, <laughs> why didn't I notice that? Um, but yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely am, am an approval seeking individual. So um, yeah. And, and we've got, there's kind of what, what is it? Five big buckets of emotion, right? And, and they're different, um, but it's the BLAST acronym, bored, lonely, anxious, or angry, stressed, tired. Um, but I like how you said you, <coughs> excuse me, you might notice a, a, a big emotion, anger, right. or I'm lonely, or I'm, but I like how you said drill down. It's so important to drill down because that's yeah. what's going to help uh, you, uh, those of you who are listening, uh, it's going to help you get ahead of those emotions faster instead of waiting it to, to blow up into a big emotion that you recognize, okay, what, what was the seed of this that started? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so, for me, so, it was, for me, it was being blindsided and I felt betrayed. Um, you know, okay. here I felt like we had put in all this work and that we, we were in agreement about what we were going to talk about. And then it was, it was a betrayal. It was a blindside. Oh, absolutely. To say. And so that, that quickly for me turned into stress, which I then translated into anger and yelling. <laughs> so, so so let's I don't know if you want to talk more about naming the mood but uh, I think it's important to to help folks understand how to flip it once they once well they, yeah that's so, not that's not intuitive at all no uh, I, I think actually a really helpful um, and I'm glad that you brought that up so you'll notice we we both had actually similar experiences however with completely different emotions there's this thing called uh, you can either look up the emotion wheel or the emotion code online mm -hmm. and and it's basically this like color-coded wheel there's some really intricate ones and there's some more generic ones that are really good to start with um, they're great for children um, to to work through their emotions but it it allows you to take a situation and look at it and say and it has those broad um feelings and then it has the most common um, emotions under that main feeling. And then it has even more fine detailed one. And it'll, it, it allows you to do that whole drilling down that you were talking about and working through those emotions. So yeah, as far as naming it, if you're like, well, you know, I, it's really tough for me to name start, you know, take a, take a snapshot on your phone or something of an emotion code. And when you, when you're going through something, pull up that emotion wheel and, and just work through it. You don't have to have it all memorized. There, there's tools out there for you to be able to go through and have it at your disposal. So I love that. That is such a good tip. And, and there's two things I want to call out um, before we move on to flip it. And I would love to get your take on this. Yeah. But it, these negative feelings snowball and we are hardwired. I mean, this is psychology that's as old as human existence. 
our brain energy moves away from the front lobe where our values and our rational thinking is, and it, it goes back to the limbic system, kind of our ape brain, our, our survival yeah. mode, whether, whether that's fight or flight or freeze. Um, and so I want people to know that they don't have to feel bad. It, we're not saying your mood is wrong. We're not saying your mood makes you a bad person or you Absolutely. should feel bad for feeling that way. You have legitimate reasons. You may have legitimate reasons for feeling what you're feeling. And as and that's why it's important to unpack it um, so that you then realize, okay, yes, it's legitimate. And I have a choice about how I respond to it. Yeah. Um, I'm over here like vigorously nodding while he's talking. I'm like, yes, yes. Keep preach on Chris preach. <laughs> um, but we we've talked about that in uh, season one, where we talked about how there are, there are not negative emotions. Your body creates emotions in order to function. So anger is, is there to protect you. I mean, if someone yeah. goes to hurt a member of your family and you get angry at them, you haven't done anything wrong by getting angry uh, and, and I mean, it even it even talks about when Christ got angry at the um, the, the peddlers at the temple, yeah. and you know threw their tables and and cast them out of the temple. He was angry, and and yep. it was you know a lot of people talk about like this righteous anger and stuff. That that's not what I'm trying to get into. It's that emotions are there, and our bodies are designed to experience these emotions. So don't don't like what Chris was saying. Don't look at yourself in a negative light because you're experiencing something like emotion or something like anger or something like frustration or shame, uh, embarrassment. A lot of these things are just your body's way of trying to understand and work out the situation that you're in. So don't spiral even deeper. I love that you pointed that pointed that. Yeah, out. And, and, and the caveat here, the important thing to remember is that you still have a choice. Satan is relying on you looking at those legitimate reasons, whether it's work pressures, school pressures, unfulfilled expectations in a personal relationship or in a personal goal. And he's relying on you leaning into those legitimate reasons and then pivoting to his way of managing your mood of, well, I feel this way. And so the only choice that I have is to get mad or to blow off steam by looking at pornography or whatever, whatever right. the unhealthy behavior is that, that you are trying to master, you have a choice and Satan's going to try and leverage those legitimate reasons into illogical action. And so this tool of flip it encourages you to, to validate what you're feeling and then acknowledge that you have a choice to to leverage that to get your energy into a positive direction. Yeah, yeah. So, so let let's dive into that. Flip it. Um, so the 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 title here is uh, identify the opposite of the negative feeling by you know you find an appropriate positive feeling that is the opposite uh, of what you're going through. So to to do this, um, for instance, so what I did in my situation, you know, I went back over to my desk and I found I felt myself just spiraling out of control emotionally and the the phrase that came to mind was he has no control over my value as a as a human being 
Love that. Um, you know, Say that again. <laughs> he has no control over my value as a human being. Amen. Everyone and, should write that down. Yeah. And, and by, by doing this, it immediately reminded me like, hold on. Just because he didn't like the way I did something doesn't mean I'm bad at my job. It doesn't mean I'm ignorant. It doesn't mean I haven't done the right kind of studying. I did everything to the T. And I actually, I texted my boss and I did something similar to what you did. I was like, hey, I just want you to know, because um, my boss is very familiar with this surgeon. They're, they're pretty close. And I was like, this is, this is what happened. Uh, I just want you to know I, I was doing my job. I don't, I don't believe I did anything wrong. And he texted back. He's like, this doctor, that's just how he is. And so, you know, his, his thing was water off a duck's back. Don't, don't let it get to you. That's how this guy is. And I was like, well, you know, it's not really water off a duck's back. I'm going to process this and not just ignore it because I'm not going to shut out my feelings. Um, But what I, what I am going to do is recognize my own worth and my own capabilities at, at how I do my job. And so that's what I, I, I flipped it. Um, I took that emotion of embarrassment or shame or incompetence or um, rejection, and I flipped that to my own validation and competence and assurance of my capabilities in my job. I constantly receive praise from my managers and everything about my positive attitude, about my competence in these cases, and they put me on these harder cases because I'm at that higher level, because I've done my studying, because I've put in the work. And so I went back to those opportunities or those experiences where I had been validated and I just nestled into that positivity and let that kind of wash over me like a soft, fluffy, positive cloud. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And, it, and I think it's important to highlight that just like our bodies, when, when we eat things there's stuff that our body can use and there's stuff that our body can't use and what our body I feel can a poop use analogy coming is <laughs> yeah I, i'm trying i'm trying to figure out how to ma- not make this crass but that's essentially what it is our go body, on our body our bodies know how to take the good and eliminate the bad yeah and our our brains if we will train them can be the same way and so like you highlighted we we have choice we're we're intelligent um, beings. And so as we train our brains, our brains can do the same thing to take this experience that has a whole lot of charged emotion in it and strip out what's good and dump what's bad. For me, what I flipped it from was, okay, I feel, I feel betrayed. I feel blindsided. I have to flip this because I still have to work with these people. Yeah. And so for me, I said, okay, well, what's the opposite of betrayed and blindsided? And it's um, valued, uh, trusted, and collaborative. Okay. Maybe not a maybe not a perfect one eighty, but and, still, still a flip. And so I I pulled all those people back together, and I with that mood in mind, I sat them down and I said, okay. You probably got that I was frustrated, and here's why. I could have handled it better. I apologize if I, I did or anything that made you feel, I did or said anything that made you feel uncomfortable. I believe that we're all on the same team. I believe that we're all trying to help this team and this company be successful. We have another meeting coming up. 
I would like us to use this time, I'd set about an hour aside, I'd like us to use this time to have a good productive conversation about, about what we believe needs to get done so that we can all go in there as one team with the same vision and, and the same goal and, and get people aligned to that. And it was a shift. It was a total shift from that, that tension, that stress where all I wanted to do was rip people's head off and roll it down a hill to, I value you as human beings. I know that you have your own stresses and worries and I wanna help you be successful too. So let's, let's figure out a way to work together to be successful. I, I, it was I, night I, and day. Yeah, I love that you basically created a safe place, not just for you emotionally, but you allowed them to also have that feeling of safety where they, they, they were like, okay, well, I guess, I guess I'm okay to express my ideas and opinions and not feel like I, like I'm invalued and maybe, you know, and, and so you created that safe place. And I also want to jump back to your, uh, your body getting rid of the negative, the, the waste that, that we experience. Um, in this experience that, that I went through, as, as you were talking about how our bodies get rid of the waste, when I got home and I recapped everything to, to my wife and talked to her about how frustrating it was and how I felt, I cried. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a real man here. <laughs> and, Good. and yeah, I'm going to admit I cried. It, I didn't like sit there and sob, but you know, I, I got choked up. I got teary eyed and my looking back, as you were saying that I realized that was my body getting rid of that waste. Um, yep. you know, awesome. those, those, those tears were just a way of working through that frustration and getting it out of my system. Because after that, um, and after a lot of validation and maybe a few kisses, uh, <laughs> maybe I, I, I felt so much better. Um, yeah. so, and, and I can't say that enough. It is okay to cry. Yeah. It's okay to cry. Now, if you're walking around like a weepy weed your whole life, you know, let's let's work on that maybe in another episode but but crying when you have all these big emotions it's a healthy way to to do what you, exactly what you said and as you're working to flip things maybe it doesn't feel natural at first maybe it feels uncomfortable maybe you don't even feel like it's true oh it'll feel you know? forced for sure <laughs> yeah but that's okay i mean I remember the first time I tried to really go on a, on a cleanse <laughs> or, you know, like from eating cookies and junk food to eating kale, two out of three meals of the day. And oh. I was like, I hate this. <laughs> go look up, go, go look up what Jim Gaffigan has to say about kale and you'll know how I felt. <laughs> I mean, it was to tell you how bad kale is. I accidentally chopped up the the little twist tie that was with the kale, and I no. couldn't I couldn't tell the difference from swallowing kale to swallowing a metal twist tie. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's not going to feel natural or true or comfortable at the same time. But commit yourself to practicing it. Commit yourself to faking it till you make it. To act as if it were true. And in time, just as your body um, makes the switch to enjoying healthier foods and not craving sugar so much, just as your body gets used to running longer distances, just as your muscles uh, get accustomed to doing push-ups and pull-ups, your brain and your psyche will get accustomed to this method of embracing the positive that can come out of 
emotionally charged situations yeah. and it will become true. It, it will be good for you and you will, you will enjoy it and it'll be a powerful tool for you. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you said fake it till you make it because that's what came to my head. I mean, yeah, sometimes <laughs> you really are just putting on a face in order to train your brain how to do that. So I love that you brought that up. Thank you for, for breaking that down. Um, all right, let's go, let's go through this last step real quick. Uh, this is called find it where you act in a way consistent with the positive feeling. So not only are you choosing to flip it, but then you're going to act on that feeling. So in my, in my situation where I flipped it to, I'm competent, I know how to do my job. I, I actually had two more cases with this doctor. And though I didn't talk to him much, I did all, I did all the cases to the letter and all my documentation and everything the way that I was supposed to do it. And I knew that I did my job the way I'm supposed to do it. And the, the insults that this doctor threw at me held no weight against my ability to do my job. And so I, I relied on myself, my training, and, and I trusted myself. And then uh, this, this is the other thing I want to throw in to find it, which is finding God. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if, if you are someone that, that believes in that higher power and that deity, lean on, their, lean on God's understanding of who you are. Okay. And, and when you do that, because sometimes, you know, that whole fake it till you make it, you don't really believe yourself and, and it's hard to do that. But if you say, okay, God, this is what I'm, this is what I'm trying to flip and what I'm trying to believe about myself. What do you believe about me? The validation is going to be amazing where he says, well, yeah, look, look at all the work you've done. Look at all the positive things you've done. Look, look at what you and I have be able, been able to create out of who you are. And that validation will solidify and seal that change of emotions where maybe you're not sitting there doing cartwheels and, you know, growing wings and fluttering around like you just drank a Red Bull, but, <laughs> but you're, you're going to feel so much more positive and you're going to feel that hope toward progressing and learning from the experience. So real quick, my last little point on, on what I went through at the end of this, because I was able to flip it and, and find God, I actually saw reason in some of the things, and this is where I said at the beginning that I would come back to what I said, in some of the things that the surgeon said, I could have done my job better. Yes, I could have called one of the techs that had worked with this guy on a more regular basis and gained that information of what he was going to expect when I stepped in that operating room. I could have done that. And so now I've learned for next time and I'm wiser and I, and I have gained that knowledge and experience that will help me to be better and progress from there on. I love that. I love that. And I think there's, there's a powerful tool and it feels very foreign if you haven't ever done it before. Um, it's memorized declarations or affirmations. And there's one that I, that I've crafted uh, that I think is particularly helpful in these situations as, as you're trying to climb out of the pit of addiction. And it embodies, I think, some core truths that we tend to forget or that Satan wants us to, to disbelieve. And it goes like this. If you, if you want to write it down, if you think it's worth writing down, go for it. I would encourage you to say something along these lines, though, to yourself three or four times a day in the mirror, looking at yourself. And it's this, 
I am a child of God. If you want to make it more specific, you can say, I am a son of God, or I'm a daughter of God. I am a child of God. He loves me just as I am. He has forgiven me, and he allows me to be happy and to enjoy success. If I keep working, he will continue to bless me. All the things that the devil doesn't want you to know are true, that you're a loved child of God, that he has forgiven you, even if you're not perfect yet. If you're putting forth the effort and you're sincerely trying, he's forgiven you. And we think we don't deserve things when we've done, when we've spent so much time in an addiction like pornography, that we don't deserve to feel happiness, that we don't deserve to have a a stable work environment that we don't deserve respect from our friends and family and children but that's not true either god allows us to experience happiness to experience joy to experience peace even in our weak and flawed state that's why jesus christ came to earth to be our savior to help us to give us his grace to make up that difference that we simply can't make up on our own So find an affirmation that that works for you. Just make sure that it's grounded in truth. These truths of who you are as a child of God and what your destiny is as you stay faithful to to that identity. I love that. Um, When I, what what I usually write on my mirror in in my dry erase marker is, why are you awesome? And it forces me to find something positive about Mm, myself. I like that. And um, yeah, that, open-ended, that's open-ended question. Yeah, <laughs> very but, good. You know, and it's not something that maybe I have an answer for right at that moment, but then throughout the rest of the day, it gives me something to ponder on and continue looking for positive things about myself. So, uh, I, I love that self-validation and affirmation. I think that's fantastic. Thank you for bringing that up. So let let's do a real quick uh, final recap of going through these four steps uh, of the next like ten seconds here. So. Step one, uh, if you've written it down, notice it. Notice that something is off. Step two is you're going to name what that is. You can start with the broad emotion and uh, work your way into the more fine detailed emotions, but you search for the name of that negative feeling. And then you're going to flip it. Find the opposite of what that is. Again, you can use an emotion code or um, something like that to find the opposite. Or heck, use Siri or something on your phone and say, hey, what's the opposite of sadness? And it's going to say joy <laughs> or happiness. Oh, you know? I love that, man. I thought about that. That's a great one. Yeah. Um, and then uh, number four, find it. Act in a way. So yeah, act in a way consistent with that positive feeling. Commit yourself to that positive feeling and allow God to validate that part of you. So that that's our that's our tool for today. Um, I, I just want to echo what what Chris said there at the end that, you know, what God expects of us is for us to try. Uh, He does not expect perfection and he wants us to be happy. Um, You know, he doesn't want us to sit there and live in our shame of, of the mistakes that we've made because we've all made mistakes. We're all going through our own personal hell, every single one of us. And from like what you said at the beginning of the episode, Chris, with what's going on with this family of this friend of yours, with what you're going through, everyone, everyone is struggling. And that doesn't diminish or take away, you know, the, this 
the struggle and the hard times that other people go through. What it does though, is make us more empathetic to the fact that we need to be kind to everyone. We need to try and be understanding. And when other people yell at their coworkers, <laughs> when, the, when other people snap and embarrass other people, try looking at them and just saying, they must be going through something tough right now. And I feel bad. I wonder what I can do to, to either change that or I don't need to take this personally because this is not a personal attack against me. They're struggling through something. And so I'm going to continue being happy because that's what I, that's what I deserve. And, and as it relates to addiction, the moment you start trying to do better is the same moment that God starts blessing you. So keep yeah. your eyes open for the blessings. Notice it, name it, flip it, find it, and keep fighting to recover who you're meant to be. Thank you guys for joining us so much. This was, this was a great discussion. It's great to have you back. It's, uh, I'm, just, I'm loving this season so far, so we're going to tackle another uh, tool next week. And we look forward to you guys listening to us. Remember to uh, like and subscribe, share this with anyone and uh, feel free to click the stars or leave us a comment and you can reach out to us at uh, recoveru2, that's the number two, at gmail.com if you have any questions. So we are constantly at work here to try and expand this and reach as many people as possible. So we'd love for you to join our team and share this message with those around you. We love you guys. And thanks for all that you do for us. We'll see you next have week. Have a great week.